Hey, Twi'leks, check this shit out. I'm working it. For you. <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> that skin has Coy got nothing on me. <laughs> Coyote ugly. <laughs> if I could jump on the bar. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Put your clothes on. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. oh, I keep my boots and my pistol on. XQ, folks. XQ quality. Better than HQ, but no one knows what the X stands for, except for extremely good. <clears throat> Here we go. This is episode 246 of Channel Massive, Old Republic Tales, Forest Company. <laughs> Funny story there. Yeah. It never <sighs> seems, it always seems that we have too many people playing with us. Yes, unless nobody shows and then we're just sad. Just but, we don't have any. <laughs> but don't, don't anyone think that's some kind of subtle suggestion not to show up because we really like having a bunch of people and now we know we just split the party up. Yeah. Um, well, at least for that particular mission that we try to play I, surely there's ones with different numbers yeah well, I know we can do a raid and with some and it'll allow us but um, yeah I think I remember now that there were four instead of five which you're used to five from WoW because and, everybody does it because like way. everyone knows B is for inventory <laughs> um, but yeah we were kind of thwarted in a few ways um, but we did finally play with together Yes. Which was good after our being stymied last week. Oh, yeah. When the first digital expansion of Star Wars The Old Republic was launched, it was launched, or at least it was activated, right during our weekly playtime. This is so inconvenient. That was last week in Channel Massive. We ended up playing Torchlight 2, but we still had a lot to talk about Star Wars The Old Republic last week because we had played. We pre-gamed quite a bit. Yeah. I think I pre-gamed half as well. 25% as much as Hilgi Scott. Yeah. Because I did level up two troopers to 10. Whereas he managed to make eight yeah. characters. Starting characters in every class on both sides. So and just was, in case. Yeah. Whatever you guys need, I can I can play that. I suspect he has an Eagle, Eagle Scout badge somewhere. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was prepared. So we would love to hear what you think about our current adventures in Star Wars The Old Republic. In addition to just hearing what's going on via this podcast, you can tell us your side of the story or give us some suggestions. You can email us at mail M-A-I-L. at channelmassive.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our official Twitter is at channelmassive. And that'll keep you updated on when episodes go live and when our weekly game sessions go on. And then also you can follow both of us, your wonderful hosts, Mark and Noah, on Twitter independently my twitter is at this is noah and i am at c-o-m-a-r-k-m yes it's phonetic mark em. mark em. mark em up mark him up <laughs> so keep in touch with us over there and something else before we get into talking about our star wars 
the Old Republic session from this week or from last week, depending on when you're listening to this. Monaco's out next week. Oh, that'll be cool. Uh, I'm really excited. It comes out on the 24th, two days after our next Star Wars game session. Monaco comes out. I was really surprised today to learn, and it's because I wasn't following it closely enough, but now I understand why. If you pre-order the game, you get bonus sheet music, and I'm like, why would I want... Why would I get sheet music? What kind of music is this? Well, it turns out the soundtrack of Monaco, What's Yours is Mine, is all old-time, ragtime piano type stuff. Oh, interesting. Which is really weird, because it's probably the last choice I think I would have made. Maybe, well, it it would have been one of the last choices, because when I think of the interface, the visual design of that game, it just, granted, it's pixel-based, but it seems modern. Yeah. And there apparently there is an illusion that the old-timey piano-style music, which is done by the guy who also did the soundtrack for journey and flow over on the ps3 which have really great soundtracks and he had full control over it for this one the game designer requested he's like do you think we can license some old school piano (laughs) music he's like i can write it for you and he's like all right cool and i I guess they're trying to make a parallel between you know the old movies old bank movies though that kind of old piano soundtrack and this game's visual style is old pixel based Atari type stuff, you know, right. enhanced with glows and lighting effects, and so they're trying to make a parallel there, but it kind of takes some of the sheen off yeah. for me because you know, like cheesy yeah. cops and robbers, Keystone Cops type yeah. music. It, it's it's going to take an adjustment, but everything else about the game looks super cool, so I'm hopeful yeah, that we get to play it. I'm like thinking of a silent movie where you just hear the piano. Yeah, exactly. It's and like that. If you go to, if you just type it in. To the internet monaco soundtrack <laughs> you'll get to hear some of it it's 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 weird well you'll have the sheet music so you can start to oh well, yeah I'll, I'll be playing along <laughs> yeah one hand on the piano one hand on the keyboard so we definitely want to do a side quest episode oh yeah about that that would be fun how it all comes together i'm still not sure yet i'm not sure what the timing is but hopefully sooner than later yeah yeah that's gonna be pretty trippy until then we have our Monday game nights where we are doing our Star Wars The Old Republic Tour all the way through the end of May. And this week, or for our second week, we are finally able to all get online together at the same time because there weren't any patches going on, no massive updates. We got to take our level 10 plus characters and meet up with the objective of getting into a group. Yeah. And what was kind of cool is we'd already distributed our character names like a week in advance because we thought that we were going to be playing the week prior but we hadn't seen how everybody had realized their characters all we knew was that <laughs> we had vague be, notions yeah but not uh yeah and it, it they went places that i didn't expect i knew that hilgi scott had like a brood of eight characters to choose from so who knows what any of that right. could have been and what I guess was most curi- most interesting was which of his characters was he going to choose because he had one of every class on both sides, right? both the Galactic Republic and the Empire. And he ended up choosing his Jedi Counselor character whose advanced class was the alternative to what Southern Scott had chosen. Right. And his, Hilgi Scott's character is totally cracked out evil looking with <laughs> really dark red and black eyes and or eye makeup or something and 
typically he chooses the negative answers because he wanted to be evil. You're right. Yeah, an evil Jedi. <laughs> but he just ends up being some kind of hot topic goth chick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Underneath, she's got a heart of gold because she's on the Galactic Republic side. She's a sweetheart. You just have yeah. to get to know her. <laughs> and then Southern Scott, of all people, made the most skinky stripper-looking yeah. <laughs> Twi'lek Jedi counselor. Known, known to man. Yeah, you're definitely not as hot as I am, sorry. Oh. Well, I'm not a fucking whore either. Because <laughs> <laughs> in the game marketing, the Jedi counselors have these long robes, and they look very scholarly not and this one. diplomatic. And this one looks like she's ready for the stripper pole. This looks like the Matahari outfit. Yeah, was... like her butt's hanging out the back out of, oh, yeah. out of her loincloth that she's wearing. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I can kind of see your your ass. It's all kind of on display there. Don't get too excited there, Mark. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm going to be walking behind you the whole time. I'll be, I'll be back. I just remember saying, like, wow. Wow, is there <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. Yeah. Yeah, so he had that. And as we mentioned last week, Military Scott had created a bounty hunter <laughs> that's obsessed with Twi'leks. Skindiana Jones. Skindiana, yes. And he made, he tried to make Harrison Ford if Harrison Ford was 300 pounds of weight. <laughs> yeah, it was the Chris Farley um, version. Chris Farley reprising the role of Han Solo, <laughs> yeah. basically. was not what I expected. I didn't think any of our characters were going to take that ridiculous body shape, <laughs> which is the far end, the opposite end of Jason's lithe pool boy. Yeah, it's not at all like the lithe <laughs> What military Scott chose. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and it just looked really funny that, that this huge dude's going to be chasing after your lithe Twi'leks. Yeah, come here. <laughs> and your Twi'lek ended up being pretty modest. And my trooper was a yeah. human dude who's pretty modest. I try to make him look kind of Mediterranean yeah, with dark that's... skin and light eyes. But our, our characters are pretty run-of-the-mill compared to the extremes that our, our, our fellows went to, yeah. which was cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun, though, to, the, to see what everybody did. Yeah, it was. And so we meet up in Coruscant, and we're like, well, what are we going to play? What's the mission we're going to do? And we were totally disorganized, and we ended up meeting up next to a bar that was playing, like, porno music. Yeah, it was, like, vintage 70s mullet porn. <laughs> Just, like, where in the soundtrack was yeah. this chosen, and why is this here? And so that <clears> meant, <throat> and this is something I think I do in almost any MMO. I, I either do it intentionally, but sometimes it's just... You're drawn to it. Instinctively, I don't even think about it, and it's jump up onto a table or a bar and start dancing. Right. And then you've added the extra dimension that you usually take all your characters' clothes off within the first session. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the perfect time to do that. Dancing on the bar, take all the clothes off, and the military Scott jumped up with his 400-pound... That's when the bar collapsed. <laughs> yeah. Took, took his clothes off and started dancing next to me while well, Southern Scott's like, well, what are we going to play? What's the mission that we're going to do? How are we going to get this started up? Right. We're like, Scott, you have to put clothes on to equal our nudity. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> okay. And then that's the, you jumped up on the bar too and just like sat down face first towards military <laughs> yeah, Scott. Like I was like, oh, dance for me. Yeah. It was so funny. It was so hilarious. She had like the funniest, most pious look when she did it too. Like, yeah. Dance for me, big man. It was just terrible. It was so funny. But then what we decided to do was the first group mission that you can take on once you get out of your starter zone 
it's it's an alternative. You can kind of just take a, a shuttle directly to Coruscant and not do a mission about it, or you can take this difficult mission version yeah. uh, that, that takes a different shuttle and it has a different storyline. And so we're like, yeah, let's do that. That's the very first one we can do. And it turns out with our party of five mm-hmm. that that was one too many. Hence the name of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently four was enough. <laughs> I don't know why. The only guess that I could come up with off the top of my head was that, well, there's only four character classes. Granted, there's eight total specialties. Right. Maybe that's why there's only a max. There's a, a cap of four people per mission. I don't know. It just seems like it should be more. And so we tried to get into the mission and we couldn't. And we were trying to figure out how are we going to accommodate this. And of course... The first idea is like, well, somebody can't do it, and Mark, of course, was nice enough to say, "I'll just, I'll just play. <laughs> I'll by play myself. with myself. <laughs> I'll just do the. I'm mission. playing with myself right now. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I said I'll do it. I'll. I don't know why I thought it'd be best if I. I just figured one of the two of us should be in a group, I guess, and. Yeah. You know, I had played it a lot previously, so. I figured I could, and I had. I already knew knew I was going to need to spend some time on my interface because it was, like, since the patch or whatever, or however many totally patches there have been. Up. Yeah, and, like, all my abilities were not untrained, but there was some special stuff I'd specialized in, and I had to yeah. re- reset that. And so I, I knew I had a little time. I had to work on that because I hadn't played her in so long. So it was kind of interesting, though, to listen to your progress NBA. I'm like, huh. Try to wonder, like, what are they doing? Yeah, it was quite. It was. A, it was a good, probably 15 minutes before I really jumped into the instance, or I might have jumped in and started fixing stuff. I can't remember, but before I actually tried to kill anything, and we kind of went into this mission unaware. We are used to the group missions that we've played in World of Warcraft, especially. Yeah. And a little bit, I guess, with Secret World. Actually, we didn't get very far in any group missions there. But we did not think it was going to take an hour and a half, yeah. which was how long it took for us to get through that. And so that's what made it really painful is that you, with your late start and also being down so many people, right. you were like 25 to 30% behind us the entire time. Right, right. And it wasn't until we were in about 45 minutes into it that you suddenly <laughs> had a realization that we could have made this a much better experience. We should have totally divided ourselves into two groups. Uh, I totally didn't realize this was, you know, like two two player. We could have easily sense. done a group of two and a group of three. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh well. Yeah, it's very easy. It's the uh, power of hindsight. And math. And math, math. yeah. Sometimes it sucks to be the king of the dipshits, as Bob would say. <laughs> because as long as it took me to figure it out, everyone else was like, oh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. None of us thought of it somehow, that we should have divided ourselves. Into two groups. Into two groups. One of two, one of three. But yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Which, you know, that's actually a good point that we can do that. Because if these missions, if all the missions that we run into, flashpoints, whatever they're called are always capped at four people, that means we have more room for more people to well, join us on well, a weekly basis. Yeah, and I think, too, the, the thing to note is that, so 
you've no you noticed right when you guys um started with four that your companion characters went away yeah that's what something that, that's kind of lame is you can't have them there because if there's four people nobody's right. having their companions but, show but up that means if you have two people and each one can bring a companion in there oh that's true then you have four yeah so and that was something else that was interesting about the mission is when we started it it said recommended number of people too right but it kept it caps it at four, so I thought it was going to be really easy, and we'd breeze through it really quickly, yeah. and it was not. Especially not the last two bosses. I mean... Holy cow. Especially the last one. That was yeah. quite tough. Very strong. And there are all these dialogue moments in it, which, as you've mentioned before, and a lot of people like about this game, even though you're, you're in a group, the voice-acted story sequences occur throughout the mission to help you understand what's going on. Yeah. And each person gets a chance to speak usually like everybody gets a chance to speak at least once yeah there's a random die roll everybody picks what they would say and once everybody's picked it the one that has the highest number of the random die roll wins their character gets some, to say something. some number between one and a hundred gets shown next to your little character picture yeah and it ends up being kind of weird because usually the lines are still very much well you're talking to me well, I'm going to make this decision like yeah. nobody else is there. It's it's like the dialogue isn't very self-aware of the other people that are there. Right. But overall, it's still really cool that you can feel like... It, sometimes it doesn't stick out like that, and it feels like you are a group, and yeah. you're working through it together. And, uh, and I, I I just like having voice acting in, in general. It makes a big oh, difference. Oh, after the secret world and the annoying silent protagonist, which I call oh. like the mute idiot, because they just mostly like make strange facial expressions and look yeah confused. usually they don't even <laughs> match what's going on right and so like to have you know these snarky comments come out of your character yeah it's so I have so missed that from like all the Bioware games that we we all love to play you know oh, that's gosh, it's no so kidding. well done usually and that that was pretty fun because I was getting to make all the decisions and then um, when you guys finished Hilgi joined me to help me finish and then all of a sudden he was making decisions. But we were, we made, I think we were choosing pretty much the same thing until the very end. Like, I didn't want to leave the um, counselor. Oh, you didn't? And he and chose, he to, chose to dump her. Yeah. And did he win? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Nice. That's actually but how it worked out for us. Too. The other difference when we played was you guys, you chose to jettison your, um, the engineers. Well, that's what's funny. Yeah, there's this really crucial moment where, for one reason or another, we have to make a serious decision that could involve opening an airlock and shooting a whole bunch of crew people out of the ship that we're on. And I I kind of wasn't really paying attention to what was going on, but I, my character, the way that I've been playing him, is, is pretty... The government's always right, and I, I work for the government. The government's yeah. great, and I'm a good government Boy Scout. And so I was I usually pick positive choices. It's, yeah. it's kind of like how I played Mass Effect. I was Paragon to the max, always making the most positive choices but in that moment I think two of us picked positive and two of us picked evil Oh, and one of the evils won all, but most of the time it was only one person picking evil hmm. and it wasn't always Hilgi Scott even though he's the hot topic yeah. chick yeah. he was making some he was making some evil choices but in that moment I'm just like what? Yeah. and so we were worried it's like are we all going to get evil points for this? To me, it was too close to home being like an IT worker. It just reminded me of the whole IT is invisible or in trouble thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're going to just have to sacrifice the entire engineering crew because this ambassador is just too important. And I was like, screw that. We'll save them. And so 
um, we, we kept, well, I was single, I was playing alone at that time, so I got to keep them. And, uh, yeah, I didn't like, well, and the ambassador, she said something and everybody in my group was like, she sucks. And yeah. I picked the uh, answer that was like, well, she's the ambassador. We're assigned to protect her. And they're like, you suck. No, what the? <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's, that's what my character I think it's funny to have everyone on Skype for that. So like when somebody goes against the group, it's like, you ass. Because you do kind of get into the story. Yeah, even more so. It's it's much less like in World of Warcraft where we see this dungeon map and there's four or five boss head icons on it and it's like, all right, how do we go through this dungeon most efficiently to kill the bosses? What order should we go in to be really efficient? And it's like, who cares what the story is? We just skip. Yeah. At least I do. And you guys maybe have one time read the quest text and so you're like, yeah, I remember what this, but for me, it's like, I, I'm not reading any of it. Yeah. I'm not getting any of the story because I'm just playing like, what's the objective? But in Star Wars The Old Republic, you can't do that because the missions stop to talk about the story. And it's these missions are a little bit more complex, I think, because of it. You have to make decisions via the dialogue that will determine what your objectives are going to be. And then finding out that like the mission's not exactly what you thought it was is so I love that so much of a throwback to um, Star Wars The Old Republic. Yeah, where they have the original plot twist. Yeah, Yeah, so. So it's pretty cool the way they did it. I I I found so the the one for the Sith is totally different. So this was my first time doing this one, but they were both really good, and this the Sith one was really awesome as well, cool. and was to to this date probably one of my favorite like instance experiences to go through mm-hmm. up there with some of the really good WoW ones. You know, did you play that one solo? No, I'd never played any of them solo. So oh wow, I had no idea what I was getting into. I didn't even know if I would if it would work or not. Um, but I managed to get far enough to, you know. Yeah, I was worried about that in. too. I was actually glad that Hilgi Scott could join you. I didn't think that would be possible yeah. either. That helped so much because then we went from two to four. <laughs> so with our companions. Oh yeah, that's right. That's that's exactly what you were talking about earlier. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the and the quest ended up feeling, or the mission, or whatever we should call it. I, I want to call everything quests. It ended up feeling pretty epic because we went it between multiple was ships. Epic. Yeah. And there's this villain figure in the background who's radioing, radio, radioing, yeah, in, and talking to us and threatening us and telling that he's going to do stuff. And then we have these conflicting feelings about this person that we're supposed to protect, who's, you know, with the Galactic Republic and yeah, someone that we should be ordered to protect. But she seems kind of selfish and willing to sacrifice people on her yeah. behalf. Yeah, and she's, and she's a Twi'lek, well, no less. Yeah, that pissed me off. She was a disgrace to my kind. <laughs> so there's just all of this interesting, this intrigue about it, on top of some serious challenges. Yeah. With the bosses and the amount of stuff that was thrown at us. When the game, when the mission started off and said two people recommended I I have a hard time imagining playing that with two people because it just seems like the odds are against you yeah the ba- the boss battle at the end was freaking hard with two people and no healer oh my goodness so. yeah that's right I remember when we first started playing with I think it was in the quest and my life was just going and then Southern Scott says Oh, I forgot. I'm supposed to be the healer. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You son of a... <laughs> we ended up staying alive, though. So it was <laughs> it was pretty fun. And then after 
the four of us finished up, that's when we just kind of sat there. And then Southern Scott, he has a perk that he got. And I'd like to call it the exotic dancing Jabba hologram. <laughs> but it's like this giant Jabba hologram that you can use as a trainer for all your all your, all your skills. Oh, that's cool. It's level up. So you don't have to go and track down a trainer in this city. Meet the, oh, that's he cool. He just plops this hologram down and we all leveled up right then and there. And that was pretty darn sweet. And then we just kind of sat there. We weren't sure what to do because we had, I don't know, half an hour left. But you were still like a third of the way behind us in the yeah. quest. And, and so, I died. we died the first time. Oh, know. and Hilgi, when after Hilgi joined you, you yeah, died? Yeah, we died on the boss, yeah. Oh, man. And, and so the rest of us, we were already pretty zonked. Yeah. I'd actually played until three in the morning the night before. So oh, I was super tired. Cripes. <laughs> and I didn't know where I was at. I'm like, why am I not in the ring area? Where am I? Yeah, am I? Forest Gun. I, I don't recognize any of this spot because we were by the Senate. Oh, yeah. And the place where I had been before when I first arrived at Forest Gun, I don't know how to get back to there, frankly. We'll have to. Because there's like these four different spots that you can shuttle between. There's like a oh. Black Sun Market. Or wait, no, maybe that was, I don't know. I was just totally disoriented. Well, and sleep deprived. And running around and... Military Scott was doing quests, and I was like, I think I should do quests too. And so I was just kind of running around, and then you finally got out of your mission. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I think I'm done. Yeah, everybody was, like, really tired, which was good. It was a really fun mission. And it ended up being cool. I, ended up, I think I still played, like, another 20 minutes after that. You know, it was epic, but not grindy. Or I would say it reminded me of the task forces from City of Heroes. Where you'd have to do, like, what was it like? You'd chain, like, eight missions together or something Oh, that's like that. right. We had set up a game day specifically for that. Yeah. Because we were going to do whatever that was called. It was, was it a task force? Yeah. Was that the name of the collection of the eight missions? Yeah, yeah that was brutal. I don't think so we ever hard. got through one. And I think we, we got through, like, six or seven. Did we ever get through one? Oh, we did one. We've, we've succeeded, yeah. Okay. But it wasn't easy. You know, it didn't... And it, it was, was like quick. 10 hours of game time. Yeah, it was really long. So it had like, like with the story and everything and the lack of grindiness, it had that epic feeling. But it without did. the going too far. Yeah. It was a good balance. But we were all tired. Well, and it's a good point of reference to know that those group missions can potentially take that long. Yeah, that is good to know. Because <laughs> when we get together in World of Warcraft each week, we can usually do three yeah, we, we instances can. in a couple hours. Yeah, we go pretty quick. Yeah, and this stuff, uh -uh. Not so much. But it's, it's like you said, it's really a lot of fun to play. Yeah. All that said. And next time, we'll be more prepared <laughs> yeah. to play as two groups, potentially. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I really wanted to say that I appreciated all the Scots joining us. Me too, yeah. It was great. a lot of fun. A lot of funny moments. So I think with that said, it might be good to talk about our first group session together, yeah. what our overall impressions are. Your overall impressions being as first time playing through the good guys side. Yeah, so that was fun and different. Yeah. In general, do you have, do you feel like there's is is the sense of been there done that prevalent or? no it's i think it's kind of negated by the different faction you know wanting to do and plus like when i played the sith i played like as an evil sith yeah and playing as my jedi i'm playing as a really good jedi so it's just totally different way of looking at it of course you know they both have lightsabers and stuff but 
and are the more of the melee oriented types. And your lightsabers are cool because they're like. Are they black with a yellow glow? Yeah, they're black with the. I call them the black hole sun lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that's because really of this cool. crystal I have that, or that I can get these crystals that do that. That's right. Change the that's look. That's a layer of the game that I haven't even begun to consider is that you can customize all of yeah. your items. You can add stuff to your weapons and yeah. your armor to make them there's stronger. All, there's all kinds of crafting stuff you can do. It's kind of like Torchlight too. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Because I don't think I ever did that in World of Warcraft. You don't. Yeah. At least for me, I don't know if you're supposed to, but I've never augmented any gear there, but in Torchlight 2 you do it all the time. Yeah, you don't get the socketable stuff in WoW until a little later. We're oh, so it close. does show up? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can start to do that. And you can also do the transmogrifier. So if you like the way something looks, you can make it look just like that, even though it's a different piece of equipment. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So if you had, like, an axe and you wanted to make it... Like yeah, saber. Like I, I think we were playing one night, and I got this um, samurai sword mm -hmm. um, that I couldn't use, and I forgot who mentioned it, but somebody said, "Oh my god, that'd be so cool for the transmogrifier because you could have like a character with a tiny little short sword, but you do the you do that with this if it was if the item levels were appropriate, which they're not, um, <laughs> and you could have like a katana." instead of the little stubby short sword that you had. Oh, that's pretty which sweet. Which would be kind of cool. Yeah, you know? that'd be a nice perk. A good reason so, to do it. So, But yeah, I, I had a really good time. Um, my impressions were that it was, you know... I can't say it's come a long way. It's pretty much how I remember the game. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely cool to see all the players. Oh, yeah. That the free-to-play thing did. And then this expansion. So you see a lot more population running yeah. around? A lot of people. A lot of people running around, a lot of chat going on. Seems like a pretty thriving community, so that's cool. Yeah. I think for me, so far I've been very pleased. As mentioned and foretold, it has a lot of parallels with World of Warcraft, which I like, but it has such a great aesthetic presentational layer of Star Wars layered on top oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah, and the sounds. Yeah. Like the the art, is, art direction's there. Mm -hmm. But the sounds are perfect, and then the music and everything, it's just, it's very Star Wars-y. Yeah, I remember being really disappointed when I first saw the initial screenshots. Right. Because it didn't look like the old Republic RPGs, which skewed more realistic. It looked more cartoony. It looks a lot more like the uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, it does. It not, has more in common with that. It's, it's it's not exactly that, but not it looks Not the huge more... eyes, but it's, yeah. it's in that direction. Yeah. It definitely is. But years later, I don't know. That just that seems like that complaint. It seems like such a distant memory, and yeah, it's so well done. I love riding the little shuttles in between oh, yeah. areas of Coruscant, and being able to sweep the, the camera around and see the sunsets and the clouds, and then the yeah. the giant skyscrapers and the seedy areas just sweep by. It's so cool looking. That was one of the things that really impressed me with the uh, starter zone for the Sith, and I don't know if there's anything like this for the uh, Re the Re Rebellion or whatever we are, the Republic. The Galactic Republic. Yeah. Um, is uh, the the Sith the first Sith one is like in this old val like a desert valley where they're like um, archaeologists are going through these old tombs. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name of the planet because it's been a long time, but it's really 3D like. Um, it's not 
and by that I mean that the the landscape is oriented very very high and low in some places like on the you know, it's a lot of contrast it's a lot of like climbing up spires oh. to get up oh cool and then you look out at this vantage point and it goes down forever and you can see off into the distance forever without having like a flying mount or something like that oh, that's you can just neat. You get a feel for like that a it's, it's a real yeah. There's this extra depth that you don't see in a lot of map designs mm-hmm. for MMOs. Most of them tend to be pretty, pretty flat, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and so that was something I really remember. I was like way in the hell up at one pl- at one point, like trying to get these. Uh, I forget what what it was, but there's these things you can get to like augment your powers. I, it's, been, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been so long. I'll read up about it later and realize <laughs> I'm an idiot, but. Um, I was just like, God, this is really cool how they, whoever did this map design is like really a master. And it looked great. Like everything just looked so cool. Like the desert sands yeah. and the tombs. It was like that classic kind of Egyptian thing, but mixed with like the the Star Wars kind of yeah, theme. Yeah, it just has a vibe it was, to it. And, you know, it was like a red sun because it was like kind of perpetually twilight looking. Oh, cool. Um, You know, like the sun was on the horizon. Yeah. It was great. So... It's stuff like that that they really pulled off well. And then, like, when you go to the planets that are city planets and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like you feel like you are in some kind of giant city. Oh, my city. goodness, it's massive. It just goes on forever. Yeah. You're like, my God. There's a lot of NPCs running around. It feels yeah. well populated. It feels real. I mean, yeah. it's, it's cool how they do that. So, I mean, when I think of, like, one of my favorite cities in World of Warcraft is Silver Moon City, which physically is large that has really tall walls there's a lot of different areas to go to actually the undercity is also pretty oh, large i like the undercity a lot yeah then there's a lot of complexity to it a lot of layers to it lots of little tunnels and stuff like that but coruscant the areas that i've been to so far whether it's interior buildings like the senate which is massive it dwarfs the it dwarfs like any of the wow cities just and plain you can just see it, it. You can see why they went into releasing this game so confidently because they're like, we've matched what we think Blizzard launched with with World of Warcraft years ago. And, oh, yeah. And exceeded it in some cases. And feeling like they have so much content. They they didn't short... I don't feel that... I mean, granted, there's obviously a year later, plenty of people think there's not enough content in the game to justify staying in it. And I guess they don't like it enough to stay in it either, unlike yeah. Lotro. But there really is a lot there. It's it's. I don't feel like there's much that I've run into that's shallow. Well, yeah, there's eight totally unique storylines to go from level one to fifty. Um, well, yeah. and I don't know what the expansion did. I guess there's five one, more levels. Five more levels of that. Yeah. Um, and it beefs out the middle of the skill tree, actually, not the end, which is yeah. Kind of interesting. Yeah. So. I mean that that is like like they had said. You know, it's a lot of content. It's like eight Dragon Ages. Or eight Mass Effects, or you know, it's a lot. It's a full story. It's a full mm-hmm. RPG if you just play it that way. Plus, there's all the other content too. All the yeah, the Task Force stuff. The um, or not Task Force. <laughs> the <laughs> the Flashpoint stuff. Um, you know, there's I don't know anything you couldn't come up with for PvP, which we're going to investigate next week, I think. Yeah, and actually, I read an interview. And I can't remember if it were recent, if it were relating to the High Cartel, if it was just the the lessons they learned 
from, I think it might have been something related to Penny Ar- the Penny Arcade Expo in Boston, but I think they were saying something like they expected the player base to take about six to eight months to get through the content that wow. they launched with, and the player base got through it in like a month. <laughs> and that's when they were like, oh crap, we made a serious misjudgment yeah. on this. And I think they were thinking that because they're like, well, it's eight old republics right and when you play an old republic you could potentially play that for 40 to 60 hours and times that times eight right maybe i don't know if it was that crude i doubt it was that crude of a uh, formula but no i get the point though it's it's just like wow to to have that much of a difference but mmo players i also think are are a different read from traditional console or pc rpg players where I feel like they can just really get in the zone yeah. and power through stuff, even if there are dialogue sequences to slow stuff down. Well, and because it's cooperative, too, they're able to learn, you know, the community is more, there's a lot of sharing going on. You can ask yeah. people for help in-game, you know. There's, like, a whole bunch of resources you don't get with a single-player game. I mean, yeah. I, I can think of a lot of... Like, The Force Unleashed, I mean, I've spent so much time trying to get through the first... Like, not the first, but, like, one of the major boss battles in that game. Mm-hmm. Just not knowing what the right strategy was. It would never happen in an MMO. Because you'd either give up on the instance, or somebody yeah. would know how to do it. Or you or know. somebody else in your team would just do it, period. They'd yeah. either tell you how to do it, or they'd do it for you, right. and then you'd move on. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. So. You're not operating in a vacuum there. No. I think the one other thing I wanted to say, I can't, I guess, reiterate it enough other than everything else that I've liked about it, is that you still run into quests that are typical fetch quests, or they're, they concern killing five of these, or go to this part of the town, and you're going to have to kill things along the way. Oh, yeah. But the inclusion of voice acting and converse dialogue choices just makes every oh, yeah. mission seem so much more substantial and interesting even if at the end of the day I'm just doing really generic tasks. I know, and I, I think when it when it when the game came out and people started to say it was a failure because it didn't eclipse WoW, I just thought no, I think they just proved that you can you can get a lot out of adding good story yeah. to an MMO. Because mm-hmm. to me it felt much more like a Dragon Age or a Mass Effect than a traditional MMO. Just yeah. the fact that I can play with my friends on these flashpoints and stuff and do PvP, that just adds to it. But, yeah. But I really liked that. I loved the whole Juggernaut storyline I thought was awesome and memorable. I mean, I remember it just as well as I remember Dragon Age, which, you know, is like my probably my favorite RPG ever. And that doesn't happen with MMO storylines most of the no. time. No. A lot of them are really forgettable. Although I have to say that the Pandaren starter zone was incredible for a while. That was really cool. Um, and I know that Secret World, when you play it as a single player, it's is per- a pretty sweet yeah. storyline too. Yeah, There's a lot of detail in that game as well. Yeah, but there's no... The problem with Secret World is there's just... It's, it's not... Um, it's not like a cohesive storyline. It's like yeah. little little segments of things happening, but nothing... Yeah. overarching, tying it together, making it compelling, making you want to know. Like, I thought with the Secret World there'd be a lot of mysteries I'd want to solve, 
in in the end, stuff together. Yeah, I never really cared. It never yeah. made me care enough to want to solve the mysteries. Yeah, that, uh, not compared to these other games. Yeah, and I definitely feel that. I I just want to play more and more of the secret or of, um, the secret world, of Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah. And now my dilemma is, it's like, well, how do I do this with the Monday game night thing? And yeah. I'm starting to wonder if maybe for future sessions we should do what we did with World of Warcraft and have homework assignments where we have to get up to another oh, level yeah. thing. Because we didn't, I don't feel we gained much experience when we, for all the time we put into it and all the turmoil yeah. of getting through that group mission. I think I only gained a level and I, this early in the level grind Grand of World of Warcraft has made a lot of adjustments yeah. to how fast you level up, but we leveled up in World of Warcraft much faster. Well, yeah, they got that last session, we, which we'll talk about later. We yeah, but one, well, one thing we could probably do is we should probably look and see what the next task force is, and then figure out like if we should for homework like get to the right the entry level for that. Yeah, because I, I want to explore more of my character's story. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't necessarily want to repeat my WoW experience where I've basically been bypassing all of the right. main story content because I've just been leveling up so much playing group stuff, which I love. Yeah. I totally love it, and I don't mind that, but I really love Star Wars mythology a lot, yeah. and I like how it's being done so far, so I want to see more of it. Yeah, and these these storylines are hand-tailored, so you yeah. know, I mean, they're, they're meant to be experienced, not bypassed, whereas, wow, it's, it's, a, it's about the zones storyline mostly, not the character. Like this is what's happening in this zone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's also good to bring up. Does that sound? Or is is the, the issue that I'm talking about similar to Secret World, where it's like uh, that's a game that's only fun if you're playing it single player, and that is not the case, right? Because I feel like at least our first session, it was totally fun and worth the effort to get together as a group and play. Yeah, we had a good time together. Whereas with Secret World. It was only as much fun as we tried to make it, and it was really hard to stay together as a group and do anything. Well, and I, I remember back to back when Scott, um, well, military or Southern Fried Scott and Military Scott and I were all playing um, Star Wars when it first came out, mm -hmm. and so we did combine at some point on some quests. Um, not, you know, we were just doing quests and sharing yeah. them, mm -hmm. and it was still fun. I mean, it was, it wasn't as, it wasn't the structured fun of the flashpoint but it was still fun to be out in the open world doing quests together and stuff yeah until i started to fall asleep and then it got <laughs> yeah. and then my coworker from work was like giving me a hard time the next day he's such a nice guy that he didn't he can't really give you a hard time but he just kind of can look at you and you, you're like okay i fell asleep okay i was tanking <laughs> and he's like yeah you were tanking and then all of a sudden you were just kind of standing still and those guys started to beat on the rest of us and it sucked <laughs> I'm, like, I'm so sorry but tanking makes me sleepy sometimes yeah so i think what I want to do is I want to make sure we get the most out of our, our tour here yeah. of Star Wars The Old Republic. So we should research it a bit and figure yeah. out what we need to shoot for. So if listeners, also, if you have any tips or advice or suggestions on how we should accommodate our desire to explore both the multiplayer and single player sides of this in a way that will be compatible with our show, yeah, let, us let us know. And also, it's not too late to join us. We're at such a low level. Oh, yeah. That you could easily get get a character starter and join us because it looks like we have enough people that we're splitting the groups up anyway. Yeah, and, and this and time we're all on Skype. This time we'll do it a little differently. <laughs> yeah. but we just get on Skype. You're and an talk. outcast. Yeah, lone wolf. 
<laughs> Lone Wolf Twi'lek. That's me. Oh yeah, I got my first companion too, which was something What'd that you get? I've never had before. It's what? one of the cat people. Oh, cool. Uh, which isn't a playable race, but he has green eyes and he has these fangs. And I remember Southern Scott being immediately dismissive because I'm like, I want to get my first companion because I've never had one of those. Last time I had a companion was Sword of the New World. Oh, wow. And that yeah, was just you running around with a trio of characters that never yeah. talked or did anything. Right. They just looked pretty. Yeah, these companions talk. And have... They do. They have a lot of opinion and character. And Southern Scott dismissed me. He's like, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, I like him. That's, I think he's okay. That's funny because for the Sith Juggernaut, there's a like an Imperial officer that you get that everyone says is like the asshole. And that guy like got so good at what he did like mm-hmm. he was like my go-to companion in a lot of ways because like like i try to keep bet with me but whenever it got to be a really kind of tight situation i'd switch <laughs> it out to my untrustworthy imperial officer guy yeah and who actually in the storyline he betrayed me at one point and instead of killing him i kept him on which made him like super loyal after that because he couldn't believe that Oh, that, that a Sith would do that. Would do no that. Kidding. And he was like, you're really different. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. So, that, so like, your companions, you start to get loyalty towards them, too, after a while. Like, that guy, I was like, I don't know, he's kind of untrustworthy, but he sure has helped me out in a lot of tough <laughs> situations. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I like, also during the story sequences, all of a sudden you have an audience, an AI yeah. audience, to yeah. your dialogue choices. And certain things that you choose will either increase or decrease their affinity towards you or else make it neutral. And I, my character, the way that I'm playing my character, I'm, I'm playing them very naively loyal to the government for now. I don't know if I'll oh, change yeah. it at some point. And I've been, I've, there's one point it's like, I want to say something that's against my character type that's really sarcastic and forceful just to see if that will gain affinity with him and it actually did oh that's cool which was kind of cool but it's like all right cool but i've also been getting the same amount of affinity for the other choices my standard choices so i'm just going to stick with those for now yeah my um i have like an r2d2 like um like a droid yeah mine's a droid and he really likes it whenever i do anything cooperative like helpful and cooperative and cheerful he loves that so (laughs) it's really funny but if i do anything like where i'm like Oh, just just skip the details and get to the point. He's like, mm, I'm not too excited about that. <laughs> but if I'm really nice and stuff, so that's funny. Yeah, I remember playing the beta. You mentioning that it takes me back. I think at some point when you're playing one of the Jedi characters, you temporarily get a droid companion, and then you end up somebody, some NPC in a mission takes him back. Oh, really? And I remember being so frustrated and, and sad about that. Because I'm like, I've got a little buddy that's following me around. He can't talk, but he's like my buddy. And he's Elector zapping people. Yeah. Rolling up to him and zapping them. That's I thought a, that was really cool. It is cool. But I like my, my first companion. I really want to get to my ship. That's the other reason yeah. why I want to level up. And so we will figure that out. Yeah. How we're going to do that. Level 16. It's in my sights. That's my next <laughs> Ken, follow your dreams. You can't achieve your goals. Be cake. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cartman and Beefcake. Yeah. <laughs> but in addition to all this, we are also continuing to play World of Warcraft. Yeah, usually an email comes out sometime late on Sunday afternoon, and Noah says, let's do an ad hoc WoW session and get our Pandaren on. And this last mm-hmm. one was so illuminating. Oh, my goodness. Because it was so much fun. We, we got 
we we ran an instance, and yeah, instantly we, the queued same up one that the we played last week. And Noah was like, I can't take any more. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I can do it again either. I was like trying to be optimistic. I was like, okay, well, we could just run through it. We know what we're doing. And we, and we were like, And that's nah. true. And we did get through it pretty quickly. Yeah. And they're like, all right, let's do another random dungeon. So we got to quit doing random dungeons, I think. Because just, what was selected just, was the very same thing we just run. for like the achievements, we want to make sure we hit all the dungeons. And I think yeah. if we go random, we might miss something. That's true, and we haven't done the other half of that particular dungeon yeah, successfully. So we, should, we should start to be more um, pragmatic and selective. Yeah, yeah. So, but we got it. We incurred a penalty where we couldn't queue up for another instance for twenty-five minutes because we bailed on some clown, and uh, and so we we're like, well, what can we do? And so we decided to try PvP, which we hadn't done yet as a group. No, we'd only played one session near somewhere in January. We played one session where it was a capture the flag type thing. Yeah. And I remember uh, Jay Sean was with us and she's like, I don't really like this because the yeah. people that play it just get totally focused on whatever it is, the special gear that you can get for this. Yeah. And they have all these twinked out characters and we played it and I still didn't even know how to revive correctly, and I was stuck. And my game crashed. Oh, I got yeah. frozen somewhere. Oh yeah, it was bad that. First but then time. the bloodlust took over when I finally revived, and I killed a bunch of people. And I'm like, that was fun, but I didn't feel like the group as a whole wanted to do that, so yeah. we haven't touched it since. Who did we play with this night? Because Jayshon had to grind husband faction, so she that was did, hilarious. You mentioned she, that. That was yeah. really sweet of her to like join up and tell us she wouldn't be able to play. That was really nice. So that was cool. Yeah. We always miss her. And um, then we had Hilgi Scott was the other person yeah, who joined us. Me, you, Hilgi. And that was it. Was that it? I thought we had that was one. It. I thought we, for yeah. some reason, I thought there was four. Okay, so the the PvP was really cool because you guys were like, okay, Mark, you've been playing more PvP. What is this? And I'm like, well, and I like I was like at a total loss because it was like, a, it was all track valley, but I didn't remember it being the way it is now. It's huge, and I like, too. So I pull up the map, and I'm like, so we want all this to be red. And it's half red, half blue. And we started playing it, and like you know, you you start each each faction starts at one. Well, the alliance starts at the top, and the horde starts at the bottom of the map. Yeah. And it's a series of control points, and then you can run in, and there's a few locations where there's like a general or something, and you can run in and kill him, and that helps you capture whatever the location is, I guess. And there's flags you. You get those by... There's um, so much crap control. going on. There's so much going on. It's really... And there's and like I, 30 people on each side or something. I really need to hit Wowpedia and read up on strategy for this. But... So... We were... Um, so we were doing okay. But then it looked like we were losing. I was like, oh my god, we're going to lose. And I have this like... Some kind of mod. Um, I think it's Deadly Boss Mobs. But it also tells you PvP stuff. It predicted... That we were going to lose in 14 minutes at our current oh pace. My gosh. And so that's what I started telling you guys. I go, well, we're going to lose in 14 minutes. I was wondering where you were coming. I'm like, why are you saying that? Yeah. And, I didn't and, know where that was coming from. But then we ended up winning. Like massive. Massive victory. And what was really crazy was I, I was like totally set up as a healer. And I was like, well, I, I don't understand the point of PvP as a healer, but I'll just try and heal everyone around me and see what happens. And I had like all the kills because it must you it must get so credit funny. for helping because I don't think I killed a single person really. But I mean, maybe the people you healed, if they killed someone, yeah, you I get an assist. I think out of it. So that's pretty sweet. 
And because and if you have like massive crowd heals, that well, can... that's what I was doing. I was all I did was spam like healing stream or whatever, which is a multi. It like it heals the first person, and that spreads to the next person. Oh, the next it bounces. It bounces, and it bounces four times. I think nice. As long as they're in clumps, and so usually you guys are all together, and so uh, it was really cool. So I was like, well, this healer thing is pretty sweet. Plus, it was cool just to keep people alive that were getting pounded on. It was like really challenging. So oh, yeah. I've never in my life played PvP as a healer, so that was a really cool challenge. Um, and your so eyes were opened. <laughs> it's funny too, because like with my character, I always kept getting gear for him that was um, for um, you know. Uh, well, your original spec. Yeah, my original spec, which was enhancement, which is pure, pure, you know, like you know, all go for agility and strength and and um, uh, uh, hit points and stuff, mm -hmm. and so. I started switching over, or endurance, I guess. So I switched over to where I was just starting to get... Now I'm just doing gear just for healing. Because it makes more <laughs> sense to be a better healer. And that's all we've been using him for. And it's really, really fun. It's fun for the instances, and it's fun for PvP, it turns out. I had no idea it would be fun for PvP. It's also fun trying to disguise myself as not a healer in PvP. So after people started targeting me, like in the second run-through, I started like running around like a maniac in healing. And trying to, like, disguise myself as, like, just a regular guy. <laughs> it wasn't working so well. But it was pretty cool to, to at least think there was some kind of illusion of that occurring. Yeah, I remember, I think you even were saying that you were using a specific type of equipment that didn't look immediately healed. Oh, yeah, focused. it's like, I switched over to, uh, from, um, I forget what it's called, but this is just, like, watery globe that orbits you that gives you, like, lots more mana regeneration and I switched mm -hmm. that out for my lightning shield which that's what it was yeah because I was like they know because that's how I was telling you guys I was like target the guy that's got the same globe circling him that I have because that guy was like yeah. healing like a maniac oh my gosh oh, so I was like kill that chamois because <laughs> yes. it could not like I would see you guys hit this guy and then his health would just go right back up and that was that yeah. damn chamois so I was like kill the chamois kill him <laughs> <laughs> that's right it was so we, we we ended up playing three battlegrounds. The first one was Alterac Valley, and then we played Eye of the Storm two times. We lost the first time, and then we won the last time, which was a great way to end the night. We've always felt that way since we've played League yeah. of Legends and everything else. We always want to end on a victory. Yeah, which can be very painful sometimes. Yeah, because then we again. Again, again, now with louder, with more feeling. Yes. That almost makes me nostalgic for League of Legends. Yeah. I just had a, a brief moment. Where I could feel that again. But yeah, we were in the Eye of the Storm, which was a much smaller map. It was another tower capture type situation, but it was simpler, I think, than the Alterac. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't. It was just smaller It was overall. simpler because it had like the four um, it had areas. had a lot less towers, and that's then the for sure. Yeah. I, I like Die of the Storm. Um, well, it's cool because you have all these rocks floating in space. Yeah. And... Oh, and I found... I've played it again um, with my main character. Mm -hmm. And I now know how to not do damage to us when we get onto the actual map. Oh, Cause, when you were leaping off Because you guys cliffs. kept jumping in my Meccano hog into the sidecar. And then I would, like, jump off the ledge and we'd take, like, 2,000 damage and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was like a 200-foot a drop. <laughs> and you're, you're like, hop on my sidecar. I, I now know you jump off the first one, land, and then go off to the right or left. And it's no damage oh. at all. 
But I couldn't help it because it was so freaking cool looking. It was fun to fly through the air, yeah. But. Yeah, well, and it's like you had your Viking horn helmet on, and oh, I had my little two horn helmet yeah, on. That was. I hope, <laughs> I hope we got some screenshots of that because oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Of it. I got a lot they of were them. such. They were like totally like biker, biker gang pandas. I totally, mean, it was so cool. It's like the funniest look. It, it's the fact that our gear just happened to match up with that. It's like really funny. It was a great coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm hoping that we get to play some more battlegrounds because it's just fun and it's it's a nice different it's a different feel that mixes it up from the traditional instances. Yeah. Although, like you said, we need to get through all the instances to get the achievements so we can yeah. get that taken care of. Continue leveling up our guild. And so yeah, basically we are playing two MMOs a week now. <laughs> that has been the case ever since we started playing the Secret World. We couldn't stop playing World of Warcraft, so we would love for you to join us yeah. in either of those games. Mark, of course, has high-level characters in both games, max-level characters. Well, I did, and now and I don't anymore. No, not in Star Wars: The Old Republic. You have to get your, you have to buy that extra expansion. Five levels to go. <laughs> and apparently, the new planet is really cool. The way that the quests were designed, I was reading all about today. They feel more important and interconnected than they even have been historically oh, cool. so i can only imagine it's it's apparently really good for both the galactic republic side and the sith empire side so if you do play it let me know what you think yeah of it. and listeners if you want to join us in world of warcraft we reliably play i would say we regularly we play usually about on sunday nights yeah and that's we're in a group that's in our high 40s now. We're in about level 47, 48 Yep, 47, 48 seems to be the median. And over on Star Wars Old Republic... Oh, and I, I'm sorry, World of Warcraft, we are on the Arthas server, which is yep. a PvP server, mm-hmm. and it's Lord. totally fun and kick-ass. Over on Star Wars Old Republic, our current main tour of duty on Monday and our Monday game nights, that is at 11 p.m. Eastern. On Monday nights, we are on the Prophecy of the Five server. We are on the Galactic Republic side. And all of our characters are about level eleven to twelve. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. So not too far, not too far to catch up with us if yeah. you want to join us. And we have people playing all different classes, so feel free to play whatever you want. Play what you think is going to be fun. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm still very happy with it. If you have any additional thoughts or comments or suggestions on how on stuff we should do in Star Wars: Old Republic, how to handle our desire to play both single player and as groups or any other tips send those into mail email at channelmassive.com <laughs> also you can catch us on twitter at channelmassive at co markham or at this is noah and if you would please leave us a review on itunes let us know what you think of our new format that we've been doing in 2013 with our big yeah. mmo tours we hope you enjoy it and let us know if you're going to be getting monaco as well because that's something else we definitely want to make some time to play oh yeah in the very near future that looks fun Otherwise, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Channel Massive. We hope to see you on Monday night. If you're listening on the 29th, we'll be playing this evening at 11 p.m. Star Wars Old Republic, or we'll be playing World of Warcraft on Sunday. Let us know, and we'll be back next week. Kyrie Lazon invited me to a group.
Really? Mr. Mister's favorite song? <laughs> Give me an A sub. <laughs> Are you using your World of Warcraft keystrokes again? I am. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. It's B for bag. Every game knows that. Every goddamn yeah. name should have that. <laughs> I just force choked my companion. I didn't, Why did you do that? I didn't know it would work. Oh no, I didn't. I did. Sac- I sacrificed him. That's I was like, I, yeah. I'm glad I'm not your companion. I've been trying to force choke Scott's character this whole time, but yeah, that didn't work. It's just not letting me do it. What's your name? Uh, Big Shooter with two G's. <laughs> Big Shooter. <laughs> Big uh, Shooter. <laughs> That's good stuff. I'm digging it. Oh, big shooter. Big shooter. Big shooter. <laughs> Sounds so creeper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there's big shooter. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> nice handles. I mean, Look head tentacles. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Loincloth going on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I just tried to flirt with you, and I can't because I don't subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Gotta pay to flirt for me. Yeah, you you gotta pay to play. (laughs) (laughs) I like your side trot there, skinny on the bones, and it is a trot. (laughs) <laughs> He's strutting his stuff, man. He's working it. Let him work it. <laughs> Ain't no shame in that game. No, hell no. Told you. Fattest guy big... with six-pack you've ever seen. He's a, he's a big boy. I can't remember it's if this one is... I don't know if this one is here, or it may be right outside the shuttle bay. I can't remember. We might have to Google. It is outside the shuttle bay. Damn it. Come to Big Shooter, that's right. <laughs> oh, shit. Get that elevator going. Yeah, Big Shooter. <laughs> uh. I look like your pool boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did Jason design that one for you? Yeah, he <laughs> he's a little too muscular for Jason. Oh, yeah, he's not... Uh... Don't make me shake my things at you. <laughs> These are the boobs you've been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to knead on the wraps, and then I'll let you knead on the robe. But that means you're going to be wearing clothes. Yeah, because no. you don't want to cover up that ass. Mm. I'm <laughs> I need it on the wrist wrap. Sorry, are you talking? Hey, for the robes. Yeah. Don't cover. <laughs> don't Don't cover. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need adult supervision. Is somebody doing work? <laughs> we just dancing. Don't make me sick my little mini robot on you. <laughs> You're the lady.